Watch out. We almost got pooped on. <laughs> yep. He was really close though. <laughs> no, <laughs> really was, close. Was, and then it happened again. And I still. Oop. Ooh, that's Whoa. another close one. He's just sitting up there. He's and again. That, oh, we're under siege here at Bush Wildlife Sanctuary today. Getting pooped on by a white ibis multiple times. Strange experience, but not here. Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, I'm David C. Guggenheim. The reopening. COVID nineteen happened. And everything shut down. Quarantine. Lockdown. And as we discussed last time, Bush Wildlife Sanctuary closed for eight weeks. Today's the story of the reopening day. And we'll be talking to some of the people who made it a point to return to the sanctuary on the very first day. We'll also be talking to a couple staffers here at Bush Wildlife, discussing some very special animals. If it's the first Monday of the month, it's Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. Today is May 22nd. Bush Wildlife has officially reopened for business. It's a one-way pathway to view the animals looking for people to talk to today tell us about their experiences we saw that this was their reopening today you know so we we came here last year and they remembered it and they loved it and they wanted to come back what about you guys what's your favorite animal you've seen so far um my favorite animal i've seen so far i like the bobcat oh the what, bobcat. Are looking, what are you looking forward to seeing raccoons <laughs> <laughs> Today we're also going to be meeting two very special animals. One seemingly dangerous, the other super, super docile. Meet Daffodil, the white-tailed deer. She kind of licked it. She is definitely licking it. That's fine. You give me some sound. You give me some sound from a deer. Helping me get to know Daffodil is one of the amazing staffers here at Bush, Stephanie. My name is Stephanie Franzak, and I am the hospital director here at Bush Wildlife. So of all the animals at Bush Wildlife, the thousands that come in through the door that are sick or injured, or the 200 that are permanent residents, why, out of all those animals, did Stephanie want to talk to me about a deer? Somebody had found her as an orphan all alone, and deer are very similar to rabbits, where mom will leave the baby all day long for like 20 hours a day and will only come to nurse a couple times a day. They had never seen a mom come back, so we instructed them, I think it was after a day or so, to bring her in. Because the longer she stays away from mom, the harder it is to rehydrate her, to feed her, and get the system moving again. So they brought her in, and that's when we started bottle feeding her. Start, I, took her I take her home every night. <laughs> yes, you heard her right. Take her home at night. And she had a really good reason for taking her home. She needed it. The deer, not named at that time, because they don't name deers that are going to be released back into the wild, but the deer needed to be fed throughout the night. So Stephanie needed to take her home. And she needed to do it masking herself from head 
to toe. Because when you're raising them for release, you don't, you don't talk to them, you don't try to let them see your face, and they only see us when we put the bottle in for them to eat and when we take their food out. So you don't, you don't get to bond with the animals when they're rehabbed. That's, you're, you're not supposed to. They need to have that fear of humans when they go back out into the wild. And that's the goal for every animal that's brought into Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, for them to be released back into the wild. But that's not always the case. And for those animals that remain, they're now on display for you and your family to go and interact with, especially now that Bush is back open for business. What is your name? My name is Deanna Pollard. Okay, and what brings you here today? We wanted to get the kids out and see nature in its wholesomeness and just really enjoy what Bush Wildlife has to offer. And you were aware that today is their first day reopening? I was. On the first day back, we got to meet some great families and kids, like this young man, Micah. So you are interested in being a zoologist? Uh-huh. What's your favorite animal here? I like a lot of them. True, there are a lot of cool ones, right? My favorite bird is the, is the black vulture in this area. The black vulture? But, but, but I, and I like the alligators and snakes and bobcats, deer. I like, um, oh, I like a lot of animals in this area. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing some of your thoughts. Is, is it good to be back here at Bush? Yes. And that brings me to the other animal we'll be meeting today. Have you ever met an alligator referred to as baby doll, munchkin, sister? We'll meet Freddy, the alligator. Oh, yeah! Oh! Hello! Hi, munchkin! Introducing me to this incredible creature is the incredible Alyssa. Alyssa being animal care lead at Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. Kind of in charge of all the animals and the staff that take care of all the animals on the sanctuary side of the of Bush. Do you want to get up close to her? I would love to. I have to admit, getting up close and personal with her, and Freddie is a her, was a little intimidating. So, oh, she's coming on over. Yeah. She's, she's wonderful. She's very smart. <laughs> she recognizes you. She comes over to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have, you have a relationship with, with this alligator. Yeah. Which a lot of people would, I mean, there's a lot of people are afraid of alligators. Yes. We have a mutual respect for each other. So she respects my space and I respect her space. Freddie being one of the older residents at Bush Wildlife, she was in one of the older enclosures, which had more concrete than water. So the original enclosure, it was was maybe like four times her length. It had a small pool area, no substrate really except for some dirt and mulch. So she wasn't really able to bring out any natural behaviors that she would in the wild. And this is where the power of donations, the power of generosity, the power of learning about animals like Freddie comes into play. Take it from the boss. Take it from the executive director, Amy Kite. People are really funny because you have like, you know, the birding community who love, love, love birds and you can get donations for. And then you've got, you know, people who love warm and fuzzy animals. When you get to the reptiles, sometimes finding funding for those is difficult. I was reached out to by someone who said that a friend of theirs had passed away and they would like to make a donation. 
And generally, it's, you know, in lieu of flowers, you know, something like that. And um, the woman said, can I meet with you about an hour? Sure. You know, a little, little unique, you know, ask, but no problem. And she said, if you just could make a dream come true, what is your dream? And I said, Freddie. And um, I took her over and I showed her what we currently had at the time, which was a much smaller and, and um, you know, a man-made enclosure. And then I showed her the swamp there and she goes, Done. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, so this is what I want to do. I want to do this. Let's do this. And we both were crying, smiling, jumping up and down, laughing. I felt bad because her friend had passed away. And she was, oh, no, no, this, she would love this. This is exactly what would be the perfect way to honor her. So it was really, um, really touching. It's not a matter of getting a better cage for the alligator. It's a better environment. It's a more accurate representation of where alligators come from. It allows for certain behaviors you otherwise wouldn't see in Freddy. Now that she's in this natural swamp area, I think it kind of shows like how an animal's environment really does affect their behavior and kind of changes the way that people look at her. People will come up to me and say, is that the same gator that was in that exhibit? They're like, oh my gosh, she's so active. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> she has yeah, somewhere to go. Yeah. Like she, and you know, we, this bush is, you know, we're a nonprofit, so we have to kind of rely on those big opportunities for people to donate. The big opportunities are important, but it's also the small donations that make Bush tick for yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This is, yeah, this is our, one of our favorite places. I came here as a little kid, too, so. It's yep. been around for, for a long time. Yeah. yeah, she's my daughter. I brought her here when she was their age. <laughs> and now Excellent. she's bringing her kids. Beautiful. So sweet, yeah. So Daffodil, a fawn, very young. Stephanie, new to Bush, raising her from behind her disguised face. What happens to the relationship when it's decided that Daffodil's just too small and she won't ever be able to be released into the wild? But I still take her home. I let her run around my little apartment with my uh, pit bull. She loved him. I would literally just let her run around my house during the day. I'd be sitting there and I'd just hear her doing little zoomies through the house. And we got, we got very close. But Stephanie's dedication to bush wildlife goes beyond just the animals. Her dedication also shows itself in how she interacts and treats the visitors of bush wildlife. I remember a little boy and his mother brought in a tiny little dove that they helped hatch out of its egg. Miraculously, it did fine. And it grew up because when they're really tiny, it's hard, but he did great. And so I kept them updated. I even, um, they asked if they could release him back at their house. And it, I, I, can, I will never forget the little boy's face when he saw the dove when he got it back after helping it hatch so tiny. Yeah. And now we can't do that for everybody, but I try when we can because the kids are like the next generation. They're the ones who are going to be taking care of Bush when I'm gone. Right. So I want to foster that love for wildlife and we need those kids to care about it, you know? Right, right. And that's the type of dedication that you hear from top to bottom all the staffers at Bush Wildlife. They care. They're giving of their time. So now that Bush Wildlife has reopened to the public, opened its doors, opened up all of the different areas that had been closed because of COVID-19, have reopened to the public now. What does that mean? What lies ahead 
for bush wildlife? Will they be able to recover from the losses from the quarantine and lower attendance rates because of COVID-19? Once again, Amy Kite. We had no clue as everyone what to expect. You know, you get a few phone calls of people going, are you going to be open? And you automatically think it's going to be floodgates. And it hasn't. It's been a nice steady trail of really grateful and respectful and kind people who are just looking to find something to, to do and, and get out. And that's been perfect. Um, we limited our capacity of our parking, so we can only allow so many guests in. And we haven't even come close to hitting capacity. It sucks from a donation standpoint. I'm not going to lie, you know, days when we would normally bring in $1,500, it's like $300, you know, but at least our staff is safe, the people who are here are safe, and hopefully we'll, we'll build back up to those big money days. So what's it like now? What's it like for you, for your kids, to go to Bush Wildlife? We'll get to learn more about the post-COVID realities and get to know the executive director a little bit better. And of course, meet more of the animals. That's next time on episode three, The Walk. For more information on Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, go to bushwildlife.org. If you need to reach the sanctuary for any reason, including finding a wild animal in distress, call 561-575-3399. So next time you're at Bush Wildlife Sanctuary, and don't forget to miss Daffodil the white-tailed deer. And when you come across that really swampy area, remember to look for Freddy by saying, Sweetie, baby girl, muffin. If you hit it just right, maybe she'll come over to you too. More next time on Inside Bush Wildlife Sanctuary. I'm David C. Guggenheim. Don't waste it. This has been a production of someone talked media.com.